Hello and welcome. You're listening to Start Again with Shauna Lee, the place where you will be reminded that it's never too late and you're never too old to do the damn thing. So stick around if you're ready to vibe higher and be inspired to chase your dreams. Together, we will uncover your soul's truest desires. Now, if you're ready, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Start Again with Shauna Lee. And today I have brought you a new friend to introduce you to, Lauren Gale. She is going to tell us all about this, but she is a chakra dance facilitator. And I can't wait to learn more about it. But first, Lauren, thank you for being here. My pleasure. It is very nice to meet you. And I like to kick these off by asking you to do a quick little intro Tell my audience, if you would, who you are, what your business is about, and specifically how you have embraced this idea of starting again. Okay. Um, My name is Lauren Gale. My company is Gale Creative Arts, and I am a chakra dance facilitator. And for the people in your audience who have no idea what chakras are, um, Mm -hmm. we'll start there very briefly. We all are energy. Everything is energy. And as humans, we have what's called chakras or energy centers. We actually have about 144 chakras all over our body. If anybody's done acupressure or acupuncture, those practitioners, chiropractors, they're all dealing with energy centers in your body. In chakra dance, We deal with the seven main chakras that go from the base of your spine to the crown of your head. And chakras, aka energy centers, are where we as humans hold all of our pain, trauma, and fear. And when something happens in our lives that creates pain, trauma, or fear, it creates blockages in those energy centers, and our energy can no longer flow. And we become overwhelmed with limiting beliefs and I can't and I won't and I shouldn't and all the things that we tell ourselves in addition to a lot of physical trauma. So blocked chakras create mental, emotional, and physical pain in our bodies and ripple out into the world around us. Oh, yes. Okay. Chakra dance is a chakra healing modality. It is a very unique combination of chakra-specific music, dance or movement, guided meditations, and mandala art that come together in this very beautiful, elegant, subtle way of healing that allows us to include our bodies in the healing, which a lot of other healing modalities don't, a lot of them are going straight for your head, like therapy or NLP mm-hmm. or millions of things are going just for your brain. So you're having to filter through that. And um, But chakra dance allows you to embody the healing, uh, release that pain and trauma and become the joyful being and extraordinary being you were born to be. So that's what chakra dance is. I love it. And then how I got involved with all of this, I don't know, it may have come up on your um, podcast before me, 
But a woman named Julia Cameron wrote a book, It's Never Too Late to Begin Again. Have you Mm. heard of that? I have not. And I feel like this was like the basis for this podcast. (laughs) Right. So you really, yeah, you and your your followers might want to check that out. But um, I, quote unquote, retired (laughs) back Mm -hmm. in 2016. Um, A lot of stuff was going on in my life. And uh, I really needed to get a grip on what's next. Um, You know, a lot of us are, well, we're all kind of trained to say, oh, when I retire, life will start, blah, blah, blah. But really, oh, most sure. of us are so tied to our occupation, our identity, our who I am in the world with our work, that when that stops, we have no idea what to do. Yes. And yes. Uh, many years ago, I found Julia Cameron when I was at a very dark place in my life, and she had written this book called The Artist's Way. And it's oh, I have that on my bedside table actually. Well, Julia also wrote "It's Never Too Late to Begin Again." And back in my forties, I worked through the artist way, and it 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 started my healing journey. To be honest, it allowed me to get back in touch with who I truly was as a creator, a creative being. Well, when this um, transition happened and I found myself in a a new place with nobody and nothing, which is a whole other story. You might want to get into. Yes. But um, I found her book, It's Never Too Late to Begin Again. And I put a, a little ad in the local Facebook groups and I found three women that wanted to do that 12 week workshop with me in my home. And so oh, we, what a great idea. Yeah. We met once a week for 12 weeks and we worked through it's never too late to begin again. And as a result of that, I got back in touch with a lot of things that were important to me. I removed two extremely toxic people from my life and I found chakra dance. And I had been part of a conscious dance community in the San Francisco Bay area before I moved here to Washington. I couldn't find any form of conscious dance here. And so I decided to become a chakra dance facilitator myself so I could practice. And now I have the opportunity to share that with people everywhere because for the first time now we can offer it virtually instead of in person. Oh, that's great. Well, and I love every single time. I will never get tired of hearing these examples of people who see a need not being met and decide to go out and build a business to meet that need, which is exactly what you did. Well, there was no way I was going to be able to dance unless I did it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so I am very familiar with chakras and energy healing and everything that kind of goes into that. But this idea of tying it to dance is new to me, but it totally makes sense because Movement is such an integral way that we can move energy out of our bodies. Mm-hmm. And we are all creative beings. I, I love when people say, oh, I'm not creative. I'm like, yes, you are. You've just lost touch with it. But dance is a really excellent way to tie movement and creativity together. And when you're circling all that around energetic healing and balancing chakras and unblocking chakras, I think that that sounds amazing and beautiful. And I cannot wait to see this in action. (laughs) And I, I need to see if there's um, anything here locally that we do that way. 
Well, you can, if you're looking for a local chakra dance facilitator and you want to try live classes, first of all, there's only less than a thousand of us in the world. So chances of running into us in person are pretty slim, but um, you can do, you can go to chakradance.com. That's the main site. Natalie Southgate, who's the founder of Chakra Dance, that's her site. And she has a thing there where you can put in your geographic area. And if there are any local chakra dance facilitators, then uh, it will list them. Uh, But now, as I said, we are able to offer chakra dance virtually. And I just started my first iteration of that, the first nine-week course. It's Chakra Dance to Heal Your Life, a nine-week journey back to joy. The first one just started on the 23rd of June. So for nine weeks, I'll be working with my participants and um, we'll be dancing through the chakras, a a different chakra each week and the guided meditations and the mandala art and a a chakra activation. And there's a a self-reflection PDF. We have a community. I do all that through an app, my app, which is called Dance Celebrate Heal. And how can people find that? Um, the best way to find out about chakra dance with me is to go to gailcreativearts.com and gail is spelled G-A-Y-L. That is really where, I mean, we're, I'm really in the process of updating my website, but you'll find information there about chakra dance. Uh, if somebody wants information, they can email me and I'd be glad to send them information. Natalie's site is really about chakra dance as a whole. And that's where she is working to gain more chakra dance facilitators. Oh, okay. Well, good to know on that regard. One of the really big components of the reason behind me starting this podcast was I just want to see more examples of women building women up and supporting their businesses. Mm -hmm. So that's a really big part that is important to me on this is to help benefit your business specifically because you've taken time out to speak with me. Um, So I definitely want people to know how to find you, um, especially since you're in a different part of the country and you're offering virtual classes. I think that's amazing. By the time this episode airs, you'll be midway through your current session, but people can definitely get on your wait list or find out how to get get included on the next one. Yep. The next one will be starting on September 1st. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Excellent. So when you look back on your story, uh, you've alluded to it and touched on it. Um, By no means do we have to go into details, but I love all the details. Um, (laughs) Happy to share. (laughs) But it sounds as if you have your own uh, amount of pain and meandering through the journey that we call life. When you look back on your particular story, what do you think inspires you most about it? I think a big thing is is why I chose the market that I have chosen. And the market that I've chosen is people playing small in their lives. Mm, I got goosebumps yeah. to that one. And um, the reason I've cho- I chose that market is what informed my life. And especially since I've been like really starting to promote my business, I've had to get into a lot of extremely authentic communication about myself. Oh, yes. Oh, for sure. Um, and I, I actually hired a coach to coach me through that because touching on some of those things a few weeks ago just would have had me hysterically crying at this point already. But wow. um, 
in my life, I've always been told I'm too much. I was oh. six feet tall by the time I was 15. I was speaking when I was eight months old. I was reading when I was three years old. I was wow. intimidating people from the moment I opened my mouth. And most of my life, I've been told, stop, stop, be less, be less, be less. You're scaring us. You're intimidating us. You can't do this. And I took that in to mean that unless I was extremely less than what I really was, no one would ever care for me. No one would ever love me. I would never fit in anywhere. So I tried. I, I, <laughs> I've been having to write about all this recently. So mm -hmm. I essentially, from the very first time in my, I went to elementary school, I learned if I achieved at my rate of achieving, I would be ostracized. I would be shamed. I would be told, get out. And so I learned very early to underachieve. And, wow. um, and, but I still was me. So there was this huge battle going on all the time in me. Oh, this, yes. this innate need or innate ability to achieve and this other desire to be accepted. And it messed up my life. Completely in so many ways. I mean, just so many ways. Really horrible relationships. Yep. I've been divorced twice. Um, I've been writing. I've got a big business background. And I've been writing um, articles for LinkedIn about chakras in business because that's really... Oh, I love it. You know, it, oh when, when people are playing small in their lives, they're impacting the companies they work for in very negative ways. And it wasn't until I started writing these articles that I realized what a negative impact I personally had been because I was one of those people that would come into a company and I used to say people would look at me and see dollar signs in their eyes mm. because I was great at sales. I am really great at sales. I'm really great. I'm an empath. I'm really good at reading people. I was very, very mm -hmm. inarticulate, blah, 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 blah. But what I realized when I was writing these articles is I also what was called an onboard terrorist. Mm. And one of the highest, the, one of the biggest costs to business is disengaged employees. Disengaged yep. employees cost businesses over $500 billion a year. And there's the super disengaged employee that's called the onboard terrorist. And mm -hmm. I never would have thought of myself that way until I was, I, all the work that I've been doing with chakra dance for the last three years has healed me enough to realize who I was. And yeah. I now feel like I owe a lot of people a lot of apologies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like, hey, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, um, but I was that person that came into a company and I was the top performer, but not the total top performer because I never allowed myself to be the total top performer because then I wouldn't right. be accepted. But I was a top performer for a while. And then I would get bored. And then I would get yep. disengaged. And then I would want everybody else to be disengaged. And I created issues. And I can now see this going back to my elementary school days. Oh, wow. Where I finished my assignments faster than everybody else. And I would be talking to all the people in the room around me. 
and I'd get sent out of the room. And it hasn't been, it's only been because I have been doing chakra dance for three years, facilitating it, doing it myself, all this healing, all this healing, all this healing, Mm -hmm. that I am able to take a step back now and see that. Yes. And see that impact. Because I, I never got it. I just didn't, couldn't understand what was going on. And the people around me couldn't understand what was going on. Because one minute I was like their top performer and the next minute I was trying to tear everything apart. Yes. Well, that takes um, an extraordinary amount of self-reflection to get there, which is incredible. There's a lot of people who never get there, but that it, it does yourself a disservice not to reflect, but to be able to do that amount of healing and get to that point is impressive. So I never would have you. been able to do it without chakra dance. I've done all kinds of therapies in my life. Believe me, I was very, mm-hmm. very, very messed up. But um, so the whole playing small, there's so many ways to play small, self-sabotage, yeah. imposter syndrome, underestimating your own abilities, people-pleasing, all Mm -hmm. of these things, saying yes when you mean no, all of these things not only create pain for us, but as in my case, and I know I'm not alone, they are creating pain for everyone around us. It's true. That ripple effect that you referred to is accurate. Yep. Yeah. Well, and that's an interesting question because I, or or it's an interesting point because I've had people close in my life kind of witness this healing journey that I've been on and it's not all rainbows and butterflies. And there have been moments where people have said, honestly, I, I don't want any part of what you're doing. Why do you, why do you even bother? It looks terrible. And you just hit on the exact reason because it doesn't benefit just us. It's a ripple effect that benefits everyone around us. And that's why we do it. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people don't understand that. I I mean, I haven't ever had kids, but I've certainly seen a lot of them and I've been one. And you know, it's (laughs) like when we're little, we fall down all the time and hurt ourselves, but we don't stop trying to stand back up again. As adults, we seem to have this impression that if anything knocks us down, there's something wrong with it. Yeah. But we can't learn to stand up stronger, taller until we've been knocked down. And I, I, I understand and appreciate that some people get knocked down in ways that are really, 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 really horrifying. Mm hmm. Yes. And, um, and it's just, you know, it can be considered to be sort of glib to say, you know, you're always going to be better on the other side. That said, in my personal life, I have found that when I actually make it to the other side, (laughs) and a lot of times I'm not sure I will, but as time has gone by in my life, I have looked back and realized there hasn't been a single time that I got knocked down and managed to make it to the other side, which considering I'm here, I managed every time um, that life wasn't better in some way. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Well, and that's, you know, there's memes all over the internet about you've got a hundred percent track record of success 
of getting through difficult situations. 100% of the time, you're on the other side of every single one of them. And I like to think about those those get knocked down moments, those failures. People like to call them failures. I don't, I think they're lessons. I think each and every time there's a lesson and there's a growth opportunity. So when you look back on your journey, what do you think is the common theme in each of your lessons? I would say the common theme, especially since I have so many to look back on, is (laughs) to learn to trust myself. Oh, yes. You know, we are, uh, we are told in so many ways in the world that everybody else knows better than we do about us. And we all have intuition and instincts. We all have that voice in our head that is, that can tell us, I mean, we all have voices in our heads that say things that we allow to say things to us that we never allow anybody else to say to us. Oh, yes. And then that is because of our stuck chakras. When we clear that out, I have to tell you, as I have cleared these things away, I don't have those voices in my head anymore. I don't have anyone in my head saying, you suck. I mean, I do have, you know, the voice in my head saying, you're kind of old. Are you sure you can handle this? And I don't know for sure, but I am still handling it. But um, yeah. but I don't have any of those voices in there anymore. What I do have is the voice that is my what's called true north or north star. Yes. And the more clear I am, the more I can hear that. And so what I've learned looking back on my life is in the instances that I ignored that voice, I paid the price. Yep. In the instances I allowed myself to trust that voice, I moved forward much faster. Yes. I have said the same thing, although you said it much more eloquently than I have, that my intuition is never wrong. When I listen, I'm always better off. It's when I don't listen that I tend to get burned. Yep. Oh, it's so true. Um, so when you think back kind of to the younger version of you, um, this is one of my favorite questions. What advice would you give her? Pay attention to your intuition. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, it's so hard uh, to say that because it's really hard to know if Any other life would have been better than this life. You know, if any other point in the future would have been better than the one I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, if I'd followed my intuition at a very young age, I probably would have ended up on the top of a mountaintop all alone, you know, (laughs) chanting to the moon. (laughs) I'm not sure that necessarily would have been better. For anybody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that's, you know, if I had done that, that's probably where I would have ended up. But yeah. Yeah. And attention more to what's going on inside than what's going on outside. Yeah. I think when I look at this business that I've built, the core element of what I'm doing is essentially teaching people how to trust themselves. Mm -hmm. 
And I will say, and you probably can back me up on this, but this journey to entrepreneurship, first of all, I came from a corporate background. So that in and of itself is a whole transition, transformation that was happening. But there is no limit to the number of experts that are available to help an entrepreneur, regardless of what aspect of your business that you would possibly have a question about, or even maybe not want help with. (laughs) There are so many people. (laughs) And what I have found in building a business is it's all around that lesson, that theme that you just described, because yes, you want to gather information from experts who know more about any given thing than you do because you want to learn from them. But at a certain point, you have to take a step back from all of the guidance and trust yourself to know what to do for your business. And it comes back to just being able to trust yourself, like, yes, gain knowledge and wisdom and, and learn new things. But at some point, you have to say, okay, enough with all the noise, because it becomes noise at some point, right? And trust yourself to know who your people are, where to find them, and how to meet their needs. I, I actually um, just, I think it's just getting put up on LinkedIn today by my virtual assistant, is all about the third eye chakra in business. Mm. Intuition, presence, how, you know, the importance of being an intuitive, present business leader. Yes. And logic's only going to get you so far. Mm-hmm. Because the world is actually very illogical. It totally is. And you, but we're conditioned to believe that logic is, is how that we somehow it's going to it. save us. Yes. Yeah. Somehow yes. logic is going to save us. The thing uh-huh. about that is there is no logic unless you're a machine that isn't informed by beliefs, values, yes. and your filters. That is what creates our version of logical. Yes. And therefore, it's all about our emotions. There is no such thing as a completely logical human being. Right. And since businesses are all about human beings, there's no such thing as a logical business or a logical business conclusion. Right. Right. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Okay. So what is next for you? Where are you going from here? Well, I'm just trying to get started. <laughs> I, I think I, right now I'm just pedaling really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so my goal uh, with my business is I've always had this mantra in my head, have a massive positive impact on large groups of people. Oh, that's a good one. And that's Something that's informed me through my years. I used, I'm, like I said, I was very good in sales. And I used to say, if, if I just had less integrity, I'd be really rich by now. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work out like that. So, um, some truth to that. Uh, so what I see for myself is because with the combination of my business background, my sales background, my knowledge of business, all my business background was in human capital, management consulting, Mm. everything about hiring the right people, training the right people, empowering your people. All of it was, that's where I operated, was in the people place. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, one of my top 
humans. They always, uh, everybody always like, if you could have dinner with anybody, who would it be? And mine was Peter Drucker. I don't know. If you, oh, you know who Peter? I don't know him. Peter Drucker is considered to be the guru of modern management. He was oh, the okay. first person to say, you need to treat employees like volunteers. And what are some of the, like, there were 10 characteristics. I can't tell you all of them right now, but there are 10 characteristics that you need to have in place in a nonprofit organization in order to have people want to continue to volunteer. Well, essentially employees are volunteers. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they, they don't want to, people don't want them to know that, but that's what they are. And yes. So my, where I see myself, I, because chakra dance can be virtual now, is I see myself bringing it into businesses, corporations, virtually, and helping businesses, opening businesses' eyes even more so. I mean, now we have things like heart-led leadership and a lot of things that were, certainly weren't around 40 years ago or 50 years ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, then it was like dimming and everybody was like, you need to operate, everybody needs to operate like a machine. But we aren't yes. machines. And now people are realizing more and more that the more you treat your people like people and realize their foibles and their issues and the fact that they bring all that stuff to work with them every single day, that the more healthful they are, the more whole they are, the more healthful and whole your company will be. So where I see myself is being that voice in the business world. And part of I it is that. the individuals. If you're playing small in your life, it's impacting your career. If it's impacting your career, it's impacting your company. And so it's obviously each individual goes through chakra dance. They are healing their lives. I don't, you know, I don't see myself going into a business and trying to heal the business. <laughs> but having upper management go through chakra dance, having you know, other levels of management, having it be part of a corporate wellness program. That's totally, that's what I see. That's where I'm headed. So I was recently, and I've just gotten started. We weren't able to do um, chakra dance virtually till this year. This, so that's why this is my first offering. And I just got finished doing some things on um, Facebook ads, you know, aimed towards women playing small in their lives, because it's not just women, but it does tend to be a lot of the times women playing small, but more and more, it's everybody. Um, mm -hmm. And that's not my market. So right now, everything I'm going to be doing moving forward will be through LinkedIn, because those are my, the professional, professional career people, the ones that are stuck, the ones that are like myself, that are all gung-ho, and then all of a sudden, they turn on everybody and everybody turns on them. Well, I love that. And I sort of stole my thunder with that question. I just was kind of curious where you were going with your business next, but um, I'm going to ask this question anyways, but it's a little bit the same, but what do you now believe is possible for your own life? Huh. So um, I actually am working with this woman who is a body coder who's, oh man, she's freaking amazing. I don't yeah. even know how she does what she does, but I, she gave me a mantra yesterday that is the world accepts me and all forms of my magic. Mm, and that's a great one. I think moving forward for me, I feel 
what I would love for myself and what I'm working towards for myself is to be able to drop the barriers that I've had around myself forever. The you're too much barriers. We can't see you barriers. We can't stand being around you because you remind us of all these things. We don't want to know about ourselves. barriers. Yes. That's a hard one, by the way. Right. But when you're a little kid, you don't know that. You don't know. I've been getting that my entire life. I once went to a life reader who said, Lauren, you have the ability to see other people's truths, but nobody gave you the right to tell them. Oh, yes. One of the things that I've experienced with chakra dance is I get to help people see their own truths without having to tell them. Mm -hmm. That's really beautiful and powerful. Yeah. So my thing is where, you know, what is, what's, what's important to me or what do I see for myself? I see the world accepting me in all forms of my magic. I freaking love that. That is so beautiful. Thank you. And I think everyone listening should take that mantra and use it for themselves as well. (laughs) That's really great. So my last question, we sort of touched on it earlier, but I just want to give you another opportunity to let everyone know how they can find you. So if you're interested in learning more about chakra dance, I'm happy to send some information your way. And I'm also happy to share with you a 15-minute sample of chakra dance called Freedom, where I will guide you on a dancing journey meditation from your root chakra to your crown chakra. It's absolutely beautiful. And you know, what I suggest from people, if they do send for that, and I'll explain how to get that, um, is that they put on their headsets or turn up their stereo and so they can really feel the rhythm of the music because each piece of music is composed to vibrate with a specific chakra. That's amazing. And um, probably the best way to do that is just to email me or um, I am on Facebook, but you know, we're probably not friends. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you do that way. Um, But my um, email is gaylcreativearts at gmail.com. And it's G-A-Y-L creativearts at gmail.com. Perfect. Well, I will definitely include that in the show notes for this episode. So people can click on over there and and find that info. But I just have to say thank you. I can give you a link to that you can put up there to a little funnel where they can submit to get the music. That's perfect. Yes, we can totally do that and make it easy. Um, But yes, I just I have to say thank you for being here and taking time out of your day to share your story with us. And it was really a pleasure to meet you. My pleasure, Shauna. Thank you for choosing me. Okay, listen, are you struggling to find what your true purpose really is? You should try journaling. At the very least, it will get you to a better feeling place than where you are right now. I've created a set of journal prompts to get you on your way to discovering who you truly are and where you want to go from here. My free download is called Journal Yourself to Joy, and it's available at shaunalee.com under free stuff. These are my tried and true journal prompts that will raise your energy, increase your positivity, and brighten your day. Download yours today.